hold on to me as we go as we roll down this unfamiliar road and although this wave is stringing us along just know you're not alone I'm gonna make this place your home. Good morning. It's time for the Kern County Real Estate Review on AM 1560, FM 97.7, KNZR, and streaming live on KNZR.com. With Kern County's most listened to realtor and the host of our show, Lori McCarty of the McCarty Group at Coldwell Banker. Consistently ranked as one of the best in the business nationwide and our KNZR expert, Lori's been selling real estate in Kern County for over three decades, during which time she successfully helped over 11,000 families meet their real estate needs. So if you're thinking of buying or selling, there's no better choice than the McCarty Group. Working with an expert makes the process easy and puts more money in your pocket. Just Google the McCarty Group. That's M-C-C-A-R-T-Y. Or call 661-665-SOLD. That's 661-665-7653. And she or one of her partners will be delighted to help you. Let them make you their next success story. And a good morning to you, Lori. Oh, good morning, Adelaide. How are you doing this morning? You know what? Um, I wake up and I'm thinking like, okay, I need to make a list, as the saying goes. If I don't make a list, I'm listless. Oh, so, so, I see, I so, see. But the thing is, I make a list and it sits there. Uh-huh. <laughs> I, I don't know. It just, But, you know, there's tons of things about, you know, cleaning up the house or whatever, doing this, that, and this. So my list is there. Um, but see, I, I love making lists, but... It's not the putting the stuff on part. It's uh, the checking them off or marking through. Right? That feels like, good. It just does. It feels great. It feels like, so ooh, good. I accomplished something. <laughs> yeah, it's true. It's true. So what about you? What are you up to this weekend? What's going on? Well, so far, my weekend has been really busy with all things real estate. But I'm going to try to slow down just a little bit and enjoy the weekend. You know, I love staying busy, but I think it's great to take a break every once in a while. Uh, so maybe I'll watch a movie at home or work in the yard a little bit. Working in the yard doesn't sound like taking a break. It sounds more like work. Oh, no, I don't think of it as work. Um, for me, it's very therapeutic. Um, plus, kind of like scratching things off of your list, the end result <laughs> is so rewarding. Mm. Um, you got any special plans after the show wraps? Um, I think I'm going to look at my list. <laughs> Maybe pick one thing to work on, but right, we don't yeah. want to overdo it. Don't want to overdo it, and I think after that, maybe some binge watching. Ooh, catch up on some shows. Good. I need yep. to catch up on. <laughs> yep, love doing that. All right. Well, I don't see a guest in the studio today, Lori. So, what are we talking about? Well, today I thought it would be great to share with all of our listeners uh, some of my favorite moving tips, tricks, and hacks, as the young folks like to call mm. it. You know, moving is not any fun at all. Mm. Uh, but if you take my advice, I'm positive it can be a lot less stressful. Trust me on these tips. I've moved quite a few times myself, and I've helped lots of clients move, too. Hmm, you've helped clients move? So are you a moving company, too? Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> I am not a mover or a moving company, and I don't want any of my clients getting any ideas. 
Um, you know, when I've helped with moving in the past, it was as a last resort situation. Mm. You know, certainly it's not ideal, but you have to do what you have to do to help everybody get their deals closed. Um, even if that means jumping in to speed up the moving process. Hmm. Okay. So if I have to move anytime soon, you think you'd want to help me out? I mean, we're friends, right? <laughs> <laughs> we are absolutely friends, Adelaide. And so I tell you what, I'll let you bother borrow bob's old pickup how about that <laughs> hey i'll take whatever i can get when it comes to moving so um speaking of moving what are these great moving tips you got for us Lori? well i have over a dozen different moving tips that i want to share with all of you today um and we'll see if we can get through all of them uh before we get started however i want all of our listeners to grab a pen and paper you can jot down your moving tips that you think are helpful uh, and then save them for your future move. You know, if you're high tech, you can always open the notes app on your phone and you can take notes there. Because I'm going to share with you guys the best tried and true McCarty Group moving tips. Mm. So let's start with moving hacks for clothes. Hmm. Now, Lori, I bet you're an expert here. I've heard you have an expansive wardrobe. <laughs> yeah, I'm guessing Bob told you that. Um, <laughs> yes, I do have quite the collection of clothing. Unfortunately, you know, I've struggled with my weight all my life. So I have a range of sizes in my closet. And I think my husband would probably say that I have an entire clothing boutique in my hmm. home. But <laughs> trust me, that's a bit of an exaggeration. Um, but as a result... Uh, moving my wardrobe can really be quite the chore. You know, recently we had our master bathroom and, and closet remodeled. Um, and in order for the remodel to take place, I had to completely clear out my closet. A uh, huge walk-in closet, and uh, oh, that was a ton of work. Uh, so let me share with you some of the tips that I learned along the way. So for all of your hanging clothes... I want you to grab a bunch of those big black garbage bags. Don't take your clothes off the hangers, okay? If you take them off the hanger, you fold them up and you put them in boxes and then unpack and hang them up all over again, I, I think that's really unnecessary. Um, and I think you're just adding extra work to your list if you do it that way. So grab a big bunch of black garbage bags. The bigger the better. You're going to wrap your clothes up in them. So here's what you do. You take a section of clothes, let's say, I don't know, uh, 15 to 20 hanging items. You push this section as closely together as possible. Then you open up the trash bag and you swallow up the clothes from the bottom, huh. right? Going all the way up to the top. And if you pull the bag up and around the clothes, once they've been fully enveloped, if you loop the ties around the top of the hanger, okay? Um, and the best part is, <clears throat> once you're all moved in, you can just hang your clothes up again and take off the trash bags, okay? Hmm. Does that make sense? That makes a lot of sense. This is great. Okay. Yeah. I know that, you know, sometimes these things are a little more visual than I can describe on the radio. we got to put this on your TikTok. Yeah. <laughs> well, but hopefully that makes sense. If that you does. just make it a big envelope, right? Wrap your yeah. clothes up. Um, now, here are a couple of pro tips with this hack. 
make sure you buy unscented garbage bags, right? Because mm. otherwise your clothes are going to smell like whatever scent the garbage bags were. And ew, that could be gross, mm. right? Mm. And second tip, when you pull the bags up and over the clothes, just loop the trash bag ties around the top of the hanger. Don't tie it, or if you do, tie it real loosely. So that way, when you get to your new place and you unpack, you can reuse these garbage bags. No waste. Wow. Now, Lori, maybe the scented garbage bags, though, aren't such a bad idea if your clothes are stinky. You know, <laughs> I think they have Febreze-scented uh, trash bags. Uh, that could be a win-win. Uh, you know what, Adelaide? Um, I think at that point, maybe someone should just wash their clothes. What do you <laughs> say? Right, well, if you say so. <laughs> All right. Now, for some of you out there, it might be worth upgrading from trash bags to a wardrobe box. You know, sometimes you need more protection for your hanging clothes than bags. And that's when a hanging wardrobe box comes into play. And the minor expense can be well worth it to keep your coats and your formal wear clean and safe. These boxes come in a variety of sizes, small, medium, large, and they have a sturdy metal bar that you can hang your items on. You can buy this type of box at a home improvement store or from your local U-Haul. Hmm, okay. Now, what about the clothes in our dresser? Can we just throw those in the garbage bag, too? I mean, that'd be a moving hack, wouldn't it? <laughs> Think how fast it'd be, too. <laughs> Actually, Adelaide, I have a moving hack specifically for folded clothes. Ooh. And frankly, I think my moving hack is faster than yours. So check Ooh, this out. Okay. Leave your folded clothes in the dresser drawers. Don't take them out. Don't put them in boxes. Just simply remove the drawers from the dresser. That way the dresser isn't too heavy to move. And when you get to your new home, you just pop the drawers with the clothes still in it back into the dresser. No need to refold or reorganize. I love it. Okay, okay. Now, what about shoes? Do you have any tips for moving them? I do. Um, and yes, I know Bob's been talking to you again. Yes, I do have a shoe <laughs> wardrobe. Um, so... Shoes, you can quite literally just throw them in a box. But if you have nice shoes and you don't want them getting scuffed up or you're particular about things staying organized, hmm, I wouldn't know anybody like that. But <laughs> then I have a tip just for you. Hold on to your cardboard wine boxes. Now, I'm not a big wine drinker, but one of our agents shared this hack with me and I liked it so well. I really thought it was a great excuse to drink. So if you buy multiple bottles of wine, say from Trader Joe's or BevMo, oftentimes they're going to give you sturdy cardboard boxes that are sectioned off, and they will hold six or more bottles of wine. Hmm. Those sections just happen to perfectly fit shoes. So you put one shoe in each slot, and then your shoes don't move around. Um, they stay in place. Oh my gosh, Lori, you're right. This sounds like a good excuse to two things. Stock up on wine and get more shoes. Absolutely. <laughs> ah, I like it. I like it. Um, so these are all of my uh, tips and tricks for clothes and shoes in terms of moving. Um, and looking at the clock, I think it's time that we take a break. Um, but when we return, I'm going to share tons more moving tricks with you. So stay tuned. 
We'll be back in a minute. You're listening to the Kern County Real Estate Review with Lori McCarty of the McCarty Group at Coldwell Banker Preferred Realtors here on 1560 AM, 97.7 FM, KNZR, and streaming live on KNZR.com. And to reach Lori, you can call her or her team anytime at 661-665-SOLD. That's 661-665-7653. Or you can go to her website at themccartygroup.com, where you can tour all the properties available in Kern County from the comfort of your couch. Request an in-person tour, find out the value of your home, and see the McCarty Group's success stories. Ranked number eight in North America for Coldwell Banker last year, and the only Kern County realtor to be listed in the Wall Street Journal's Top 100 Agents for 2021, she is truly an expert in her field. Her desire, as well as that of her team, is to not only achieve their clients' goals, but to exceed their expectations. So let them do just that. And we'll be right back with the Kern County Real Estate Review here on KNZR. Hi, Sebastian Gorka here with a hot real estate tip for you. Stay on top of the hottest trends every weekend when you tune in to the Kern County Real Estate Review with Laurie McCarty. Saturdays at 11 a.m. and Sundays at 8 a.m. right here on KNZR. 1560 a.m. and 97.7 FM. The times we're living in are unparalleled, and it's affected all of us. It's made us feel uneasy and alone. Americans who need to sell their home or have to move and buy a new home are experiencing tremendous stress right now. And I know it's scary and overwhelming, but there is a solution. I'm fortunate to work with some of the top agents in America, agents who are going to tell you the truth, who will give you the best advice that's right for you. Right now, you need to work with an agent that can bring solutions for you. You have the help of somebody that can help you really make an informed decision. Lori McCarty with the McCarty Group at Caldwell Banker. You may want to take a cash offer or maybe it's time to upgrade your home and get it ready to sell in the summer. Maybe you should just hold tight and refinance. You do have options and you deserve to work with a great agent who does business with the highest integrity. Call Lori McCarty at 665-SOLD or online at themccartygroup.com. That's themccartygroup.com. And we're back this morning with Lori McCarty of the McCarty Group on the Kern County Real Estate Review. Here on 1560 AM, 97.7 FM, KNZR, and streaming live on KNZR.com. Now, Lori, before we jump back into our topic today, we had a listener ask a question. Okay. What if, yeah, what if someone is thinking about selling their home and they're concerned about finding the right home to buy with a limited supply of homes available? Is there a way they can sell and buy at the same time or... Will they need to rent a home between the sale of their current home and the purchase of their new home? You know, Adelaide, this is a very real concern that a lot of sellers communicate to us. If you're in that situation, rest assured, it is totally possible to sell your home and purchase a new one all at the same time with only moving once. 
Usually, we find there's no need to rent or move in with family between these two transactions. So with a skillful and experienced realtor and a little bit of negotiation, you can do it all at once. Mm, Okay, so how do you make this happen? Well, in our industry, we call these concurrent closings. So a concurrent closing, it's a common escrow situation where a client is conducting two real estate deals and wants them to both close on the same day. Most commonly, clients are requesting concurrent closings for the situation we just discussed. They're selling one home, moving into the new home, right? Um, And the reason that's important is they're buying that new home and using the proceeds from their current home to pay for it. So that allows the client to sell their property and buy a new one at the same time. Hmm. So if you're into moving, sorry, but that does sound like simple enough. I mean, it sounds like a great plan. It does, doesn't it? Yes. And yet, in reality, it's not simple at all. Concurrent closings require a dedicated and experienced agent managing these transactions. Because effectively, we're trying to streamline two independent and possibly complicated transactions, each with their own important details, timelines, and personalities, into what appears to be a seamless single transaction where both homes close simultaneously. Quite simply, to make all this happen with a minimal amount of stress on your part, you need an agent that knows what they're doing. Someone who's used to thinking out of the box and finding creative solutions to make things happen. Someone who's going to work tirelessly for you and in many ways try to move heaven and earth so that the stars align and you can move out of one home right into the next one. You know, in many ways, it's kind of like trying to clean up your home with a toddler Mm -hmm. following around behind you, pulling stuff out, right? Mm -hmm. So maybe it's not quite that difficult, but it's not easy. Just remember, it is possible with the help of an expert dedicated to making the process as stress-free as possible for you. Mm, Great. So I'm guessing that you and your team have lots of experience making concurrent closings occur on time and without any snags for the clients, right? You're correct, Adelaide. So if you want to sell and buy at the same time, call us at 661-665-SOLD. As Adelaide said, we have years of experience making this happen. Awesome. Now, before the break, we were talking about moving tips. What else can you share with us to make our move as easy as possible? Well, next up, Adelaide, I want to talk about what you should do before you move, as well as what to do the day of moving. I have a few tips for that time frame specifically. So for those of you who've listened to the show before, I'm sure this next tip will come as no surprise to you, but before you even start to pack, I want everyone to declutter, right? Get Mm. rid of the stuff that you don't need. I know that sounds funny coming from an admitted collector, um, but the less stuff you have, the less stuff you have to pack. (laughs) Now, we've talked about this before, Lori, but do you have any recommendations on how to declutter? Well, yes, I do. I think to begin decluttering, um, I would recommend that you start going room by room. Now in each room, you should have three big boxes or storage bins. One bin for donations, one for trash, and one for items to sell. If you go through the items that you have in a room, whatever you want to keep, leave alone and leave it in its place. But if you decide to keep it, 
honestly, you better love it. You, it better be useful for you. And it sure as heck better be able to have a new place in your new home. And if it doesn't fulfill all three of these things that I just listed, then frankly, I think it needs to go in one of those donation trash or sell bins. If it's total junk, maybe it's broken or missing a piece, then go ahead and throw it in the trash box. I know it's hard to part with it, but you don't need to hold on to it and you don't need to donate it. Now, if you have an item that you no longer want, decide if you want to donate or if you want to sell it. You know, some places I recommend donating items to are the Assistance League of Kern County, the American Cancer Society, Habitat for Humanity, Dress for Success, and A Dream Shared. You know, and something to keep in mind, I do know that A Dream Shared will pick up your donations, so that might be really helpful for you. If you're thinking of selling an item, you can have a good old-fashioned yard sale. You can list it on Facebook Marketplace or Offer Up. Or if it's closed, you can list it on Poshmark. Hmm. Wait, what is Poshmark? I've never heard of that one. Oh, Poshmark is an app and a website where you can list your clothing, shoes, and accessories for sale. And when it sells, Poshmark will send you a prepaid shipping label. You simply box it up, put the label on it, and drop it off at the post office. Once the buyer receives the item, you'll, you'll get paid. Um, keep in mind... Poshmark makes their money by withholding a portion of the proceeds. But still, I think it's a great way to get rid of stuff that you no longer want and to make a buck. Plus, I think that when you sell clothing on Poshmark, you get far more for it than you would if you had a yard sale. This is great. I've got a son. He's 11. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if you've noticed this about your son when he's younger. They grow like crazy. Weeds. (laughs) Right. You you no more get them completely outfitted and then... Boom. You, it's time to buy a whole new wardrobe. <laughs> and I'm just like, man, I spent so much money on these clothes, but they don't fit anymore. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to check out this Poshmark. So this yeah. is great. Yeah. Yeah, awesome. Thank you. So now when should people actually start to declutter? Is there like an ideal time? Oh, yes. I think there is an ideal time. The sweet spot seems to be about six weeks to pack and move. And it's really easy to break it down this way. If you use the first three weeks to declutter, purge, and gather your packing materials, um, that seems to work best. This would also be the time that you should be talking to your realtor to get your home listed for sale. Because, of course, a neat, tidy, decluttered home is going to sell much faster than one that is just jam-packed full of stuff. Then you use the second three weeks to pack. Now, let's say you have a lot less time than that. Um, I don't know, say you have to move in three days. Yeah. Well, this myth can still be done. Hmm. You're just going to need a lot of caffeine (laughs) and, uh, I don't know, maybe a couple of friends. Um, If you take one day to purge, the next to gather supplies, and the third day to pack, you'll be able to get it done. You're just going to have to move a lot faster, but I know you can do it. (laughs) Yes. A couple of things I'm thinking... Is there a tutorial on how to ask your friends to help you move? Are there suggestions for yeah, that? I use those big blue batty eyes and say, oh, please. And I, Actually, I do bribe them with, you know, libations and refreshments. I was going to say adult beverages and pizza. Absolutely. And you know what? I've actually had to move 
in the three day window. Uh-huh. Uh, and you you do wind up throwing stuff in random boxes and bags, though. I mean, it happens, well, right? Right, it does, and and that's definitely not ideal. But I, I bet it was also a nightmare to unpack if you had just thrown everything in there. Mm-hmm. Um, and speaking of unpacking, I I have a tip for that stage of the process as well. Hmm. When you're packing, if you create a open first box, it's going to help you tremendously. So label the box open first. And this box is obviously going to be the box that you open when you get to your new location as the first box, right? Mm. It's going to contain all of the essentials. And so when I think about essentials for moving, um, I also think about the essentials for making it through my first day in my new place, mm, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so a few of the things I would recommend would be things like uh, toilet paper, paper <laughs> towels, scissors, toothbrush and toothpaste, shampoo, conditioner, um, towels, pajamas. I guess that would be a good thing. Um, <laughs> and then maybe even an outfit for the next day. Obviously, medications, anything like that, that you want to make sure you've got all in one place, right? And I think your coworkers will appreciate the toothbrush and toothpaste. I'm pretty sure I'm pretty they pretty would, sure. yeah. <laughs> and then um, another tip to make that first day and that first night easier has to do with what you should be packing last and putting together first. Do you have any guesses on that, Adelaide? Um, I'm going to think after after getting ready for the day, it's to the kitchen. Kitchen stuff? Well, that's a good guess, but, you know, I'm really more of a, a pizza on the first night and figure out the kitchen <laughs> later kind of gal, right? Fair. As everybody who knows me knows, Bob is the chef in the family, so that area is more of his purview, mm. right? <laughs> um, I actually suggest that people pack up their bed, their mattress, their box springs, and bedding last. Hmm. So if you make sure it's packed away last in your moving truck, it can also be unloaded first Mm, okay so then after you have unpacked the open first box if you move on to pulling out the bed and the bedding i think you'll find it makes the process much easier so Mm -hmm. this is a trick i was taught years ago and i've done it ever since because one of the first things that i always plan on unpacking is getting my bed set up and my sheets on it Mm. right because For me, this instantly makes it feel more like my new home. Mm -hmm. Plus, I've also found that many a time we have been up until 3 a.m. unpacking the night that we moved in. And frankly, the last thing I wanted to do at that time of the morning was to make my bed. (laughs) Right? Yes. You know, after a long day of moving, frankly, I just want to be able to pass out and sleep peacefully. Um I don't think most people have the energy at the end of the day to properly assemble your bed. Um, and can you imagine not being able to find your bedding right when you want to go to sleep? Like, what box is it in, right? Mm-hmm. So for me, if you figure all of that out at the beginning of the day, it just makes the process easier. Yeah, that is a great tip. And I'm always wiped out at the end of the moving day. I mean, we are, right? Right. And the last thing I want to do is put together my bed so I can sleep. And I'm sure there's been times where I'm like, 
I'm just going to sleep on this blanket uh-huh. on the hard floor. And uh-huh. I wake up the next day like, oh, oh exactly. What was I thinking? Yeah. Exactly. Yes, that's great. Um, yeah, to me, I just think it's best to get the beds out of the way first because if you can get a good night's sleep after sleep after a hard day's worth of work, mm. I think you'll just feel much better the next day. Mm-hmm. Right? So now I mentioned that this bed should be the last item in your moving truck. And here comes my next tip. Get a moving truck, people. Don't rely on using your own truck or your friend's truck or your cousin's truck. Frankly, it's a headache. And as you talked about, there's no really polite way to ask, can I borrow your truck? Right? Um, When you rent a moving truck, you can put everything in one vehicle. And if you want to be really smart, I would reserve the biggest moving truck possible. You know, even if you don't think that you're going to need the biggest one, get the biggest one. Because, really, who wants to do multiple trips if you can Mm -hmm. avoid it? Even if you're just moving from one house to another home in the same city, do you really want to go back and forth, back and forth, back and forth? I don't think so. You can save yourself a lot of time if you just rent the largest truck possible. So get the biggest moving truck, load everything up at one time, and then you can unload everything in one trip at the new house. Mm, see, that's a great idea. And I've made that mistake before. Oh, uh, I can fit my three-bedroom apartment into a two-bedroom truck. Uh-huh. Of <laughs> thinking like, you can. yeah, I'll save 40 right. bucks. And then all of a sudden I'm like, oh, what was I thinking? Mm-hmm. And also, a lot of those places charge you a flat fee, but mileage too. Right. So that's another thing. The more miles you put on, the more it's going to cost you. And then that tip, you know, and all that stuff, it's going to save you gas too. And Gas ain't cheap anymore. It just might. I mean, moving trucks, obviously, they don't get good Mm. gas mileage. Mm. But having multiple trucks or making multiple trips certainly isn't going to save you any money on gas either, Mm -mm. right? Um, And if you're looking to save money, I recommend that you search for coupons prior to reserving your Mm -hmm. moving truck. Companies such as U-Haul allow you to reserve a moving truck online, and they always seem to have some promo code that'll knock a little bit off the price. If you take that extra minute or two to do a search and find a coupon, I think it's going to help you out in the long run Mm. because gosh, movers are expensive. Um, So I say pinch pennies where you can. And I was gonna say too, a lot of times they'll give you discounts if you're part of AAA. Right. Or have a certain insurance company or some kind of AARP or something like that. Or something that. like that. So, right. Yeah, yeah, they but may a, even offer military discounts. Yes, so. yes. So check those too. Absolutely. Yeah. Great. And then speaking of pinching pennies, do you know where you can get free boxes? <laughs> where? I'm thinking the dumpsters behind the stores? Well, I guess you can check there. Um, honestly, I hadn't thought of that in years, uh, nor was I going to suggest it to our listeners. But um, So if you're not feeling like dumpster diving, if you will check with U-Haul, believe it or not, they have free boxes. Hmm. They have an amazing program in place where they allow customers to recycle their moving boxes and let other customers use them. Hmm. So this means that almost always... U-Haul has some free boxes that you can use. And let me tell you, boxes are expensive. Um, I purchased all new boxes, and I'm going to save them in my garage until our next move because of how pricey they actually were. Did you know for a small box from Lowe's, you're going to spend $1.33? Now, I know that doesn't sound like much, 
but it sure does add up quickly when you start multiplying that number by the number of boxes you need. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so go check the dumpsters if you want to follow Adelaide's <laughs> advice, or go to U-Haul if you'd rather not dumpster dive, okay? okay. Um, so what do you say, Adelaide? Is it about time for us to take another break? Yeah, it is, but I want to make a comment on the boxes. Okay. It's nice having them from the same place. Uh-huh. So they stack nice, too. Oh, uh, okay. Uh, so, yeah. I hadn't thought about that, but yes. Yeah, um, it kind of makes it easier when you're, you know, you're playing the Tetris and the moving trucks, one thing. But if all the all the boxes are the same, whether they're large, medium, or small, mm-hmm. they should fit a little better, too. So that could save you some time there, too. So Absolutely. Yes, I yes. That so. is a great tip. Um, yeah. So when we get back, I've actually been saving my best tips for last. Ooh. So... I'll share even more fantastic moving tips with our listeners when we come back. All right. Well, great. And remember, folks, you're listening to the Kern County Real Estate Review with Lori McCarty on 1560 AM, 97.7 FM, KNZR, and streaming live on KNZR.com. And we'll be right back. Hey, you confused about real estate? Sean Hannity here, and I can tell you as an active real estate investor, well, just like the stock market, it can go up one day and down the next. Home values and sales, they fluctuate on a dime. Now, even though I bought and sold homes for years all across this great country, one thing I will always do is partner with a sharp real estate agent that truly studies local and national market trends, that knows the real value of homes, and most importantly, knows how to generate demand regardless of the market. And the good news is you have a truly amazing agent right in your backyard. I'm talking about Lori McCarty of Coldwell Banker. She has an amazing team working for her that doesn't miss a single detail. Her system is so bulletproof, well, she can create demand for your home at a deadline that you agree to or she will buy it herself. Now, real estate doesn't have to be frustrating or scary. Call Lori McCarty today at 665-SOLD. That's 665-SOLD online, themccartygroup.com. That's themccartygroup.com. Go there and you can start packing. It's no fun missing out on the home you love or having to settle for something less just because you couldn't sell your own home quickly. I'm Barbara Corcoran. I've worked with thousands of successful real estate agents. Let me help you choose the right agent so this doesn't happen to you. If you're buying or selling in Bakersfield, call Lori McCarty because she offers an immediate cash offer and can help you find great homes before they hit the market. Partner with the right agent. Go to themccartygroup.com and start packing. You're listening to KNZR, 1560 AM, 97.7 FM, and streaming live on KNZR.com. And we're back this morning with the Kern County Real Estate Review, featuring our host, Lori McCarty of the McCarty Group. For all your real estate questions, call Lori at 661-665-SOLD. That's 661 661- 
665-765-7653. Or go online to themccartygroup.com. You can also follow Lori on social media. For Facebook, follow her at The McCarty Group or on Instagram at Lori underscore McCarty. And to keep up with all the real estate news in Kern County, you can follow this show on Facebook and Instagram at The Kern County Real Estate Review. There you can also submit questions you'd like Lori to answer on air or suggest topics you'd like her to cover on Saturday mornings. And this morning, we're talking with Lori McCarty about the McCarty Group's tried and true moving tips, tricks, and hacks. And Lori, you said you were saving the best for last. I'm excited. I mean, how many more moving tips do you have to share with us? Oh, Adelaide, I have so many moving tricks up my sleeve. I could record a two-hour show about this. (laughs) You know, as a child, we moved a lot. And over the course of my career, I've had clients share some phenomenal trips. But frankly, I don't know if our listeners would stay interested for two hours of moving tips and tricks. So I tried to boil it down to the best ones. Now, before the break, we were talking about boxes and how to get them for free. You know, if you are actually going to buy boxes, please buy small boxes. You know, it's difficult to be picky when you're getting boxes for free. But if you're buying them, well, that's a different story. Hmm. And I strongly recommend that you purchase small boxes rather than large boxes. Hmm. Now, why is that, Lori? Because uh, you can't fit much in a small box. Well, that's kind of the point. You cannot fit as much in a small box as you can in a large or a medium box, which means it's not going to be nearly as heavy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, I've made that mistake a time or two because I'm a great packer. Ooh, let me move this and I can squeeze this in here and do this and do that. And next thing I know, I can't pick up that box, right? <laughs> um, if you use small boxes, an individual person can easily lift it. They can pull it out of or put it into the moving truck and they can easily haul it inside. But a large box is going to be a lot heavier. It could possibly require multiple people to move it, or at least having one very strong individual. And hey, here's the other part of that. You run the risk of throwing out your back lifting a big heavy box. Mm. Obviously, you're going to need many more small boxes to get the job done, but you can move them back and forth a lot quicker and a lot easier. And almost almost anyone can lift a small box. You know, frankly, if they're not too heavy, you can get the kiddos in on the moving action. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Now, when it comes to labeling those boxes, you have a few different options. No matter which one of these options that you choose, let me recommend that you label your boxes in a specific area. You should label the sides of your boxes, right? Not the top. That way, When you stack the boxes on top of each other, you can still see what's in each box or where that box goes, right? I recently helped a friend with moving, and uh, we forgot this hack. Um, I mistakenly labeled the top of the boxes, right? You get everything packed in, you seal it up, you put it on the top. And when they were all stacked, I couldn't remember any longer what was in every box. And it was really frustrating to have to take one off to see what was below. Um, Frankly, it just looked like one great big stack of the same box, right? So when it comes to labeling, I'm going to give you all a low-tech option and a high-tech option. If you want to keep it low-tech, just go get a package of Post-it notes. Get a variety pack that has a bunch of different colors, right? 
Now we're going to do a little color coding because I find that's the easiest way. Assign a different color post-it for each room, right? For example, blue could be the bathroom, green for the kitchen, pink for the living room. You get the idea, right? Mm -hmm. Use those post-it notes to label the boxes. Every box that's going to go in the kitchen is going to have a green post-it. Every box that's going to go into the living room is going to have a pink post-it. Whatever colors you want to assign, you pick it, you figure it out. But this is going to make it a lot easier for you to spot boxes that need to go to specific rooms. And of course, you need to make sure that you take a strip of packing tape and put it over those post-it notes because those little suckers can fall yeah. right off, right? <laughs> yeah. We want to make sure they're secured to the boxes and they don't fall off during the move. Now, yeah. if you're the tech junkie, like one of my people is, I've got the best high-tech moving tip for you. In fact, this was such a great tip. She was like, hmm, can I move? I want to use this. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So packing and labeling your stuff by room sounds like a smart plan, right? Until you find yourself needing a particular item, like a vegetable peeler, that could be in any one of the 10 different kitchen boxes that you've packed. Now, you could keep a spreadsheet outlining what's in every single box, or you could write out on each box what's in there, but uh, both of those take way too much time, and frankly, this girl would not have the patience to do it. Um, so this is where this high-tech tip comes into play. You can use an organizing app like Sortly, that's S-O-R-T-L-Y, which is designed to make moving more orderly. It enables you to create visual inventory lists for each box you pack using photos and printable QR code labels. When you scan the latter using your smartphone or tablet, the app is going to share pictures of the box's contents. Wow. How cool is that? Oh, that's amazing. So instead of writing on the boxes, you just have a QR code sticker. Absolutely. Huh. Now, I would still suggest writing what room it goes to. Hmm. The QR code's going to allow you to see what is in the box without having to open it. Because um, when you scan that QR code, it'll bring up the picture that you took before you sealed the box. And that picture is going to show you exactly what the contents of that box are. It's kind of like an x-ray vision, right? I love it. I mean, that's <laughs> really awesome, Lori. Uh, I might have to download that app before I move again. Yeah, yeah I definitely I so. will be. Um, so now I have a few other um, tips uh, for everyone listening out there. So as you're packing those boxes, you will probably be packing up some fragile items, right? And you can certainly go buy bubble wrap or foam wrap, but... Oh, my goodness, that stuff is expensive. Last time I checked, it was like 20 bucks for a small roll, mm -hmm. and that's just mm -hmm. crazy. So instead of using bubble wrap or the foam stuff, you can use your towels, your dish towels. Heck, even T-shirts will work to wrap your breakables in. And I think it's a win-win all around. You know, you're packing up your towels and your dishes at the same time that you're making sure those dishes don't break. Yeah, that's a great tip, Lori. Uh, remember those wine boxes you were talking about earlier in the show? Uh-huh. They were great for packing up wine glasses, or any glasses, really. Ooh. Yeah, I feel like glasses fit perfectly in those slots, and then they aren't moving all around. Now, that is an even smarter tip, Adelaide. I Thank like you. it. Yeah. Um, so I have a tip to share when it comes to moving the 
furniture. Mm. If you have to disassemble furniture and then put it back together, first off, maybe you should have a glass of wine before you do that because, <laughs> whoa, that stuff can be a headache, right? <laughs> um, or worse yet, buying something new that has to be put together and mm. figuring out those instructions where they show you pictures, but they're not real clear, right? <laughs> yes. But anyway, okay. Um, so here's the tip. As you're disassembling the furniture, put the various screws, nuts, bolts, whatever it is you have, into a Ziploc bag. And then if you will take that Ziploc and tape it to the back of the furniture piece that it goes with. That way you're never going to lose the screws that go to that particular piece of furniture. Keeps it all together, makes it easier to put it back together when you get to your new home. That is an amazing idea. Oh, thanks. Oh I'm always losing screws. I, don't I know. know. <laughs> well, yes, I do have a few screws loose myself. So, <laughs> but that's yeah, that's genius because yeah, keep everything together. Because I do feel like when I put stuff back together, mm-hmm. it's always short one or two. Nuts well, or bolts or screws yeah, or something. It, it certainly can be. Or it's like, hey, where the heck did that go? Yeah, um, yeah. You know, it, it can be very, very frustrating. And that's, you know, as we've talked about, moving is already stressful enough. The last thing you want is to be missing a key piece to put your <sighs> yes. bed, for example, back together. Oh, right? my gosh, yeah. That would yeah. be just devastating. Yeah, you're right about that, too. And all this stuff has really made me feel like I'm ready, like I want to move. I can find your house. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> Not quite at that point, but if it does okay. happen, I'm more prepared. So. All right, good. Yeah. But now, Lori, it does look like we're getting near the end of the show. Do we okay. have any more any more tips? Well, yes. <laughs> My last tip is to download Uber Eats or DoorDash prior to moving day. Oh, wait, that's, wait, is that your tip? Wait, I'm confused. <laughs> I'm kidding, but not entirely. <laughs> See, if you download one of those food delivery apps then you can have takeout delivered to you on your first night in your new home. Mm-hmm. You know, I know those delivery services aren't cheap. In fact, I I fuss all the time about how expensive they are, and I just can't understand why people would use them on a consistent basis. Mm. But this is one time I think you need to go for it. Yeah. Um, it's a small luxury, um, but I think you should indulge yourself on that first night in your new home, mm. right? I mean, mm-hmm. really. Who wants to cook that first night or do dishes? Ugh, not me. Um, mm-hmm. So I think you can save yourself some heartache. And I don't know, if pizza isn't your thing, you can get Thai food yeah. delivered, right? You oh, can enjoy yeah. some drunken noodles and then toss the takeout containers and not have anything to worry about in terms of cleaning up. It's kind of stress-free, mess-free, and hopefully delicious. Yeah, and, and to add to that, too, you deserve it. I think so. After a long After day a long of moving. After a long day of moving, you bet. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, that's. I love that. That is a tip for real because I love that. Now, this is awesome. Thank you. You bet. So I think that that is the best of the McCarty Group tips that we have to offer um, that I want to share with you today. Um, and hey, now, Lori, before we go, though, we did get a question uh, via email. And okay. they asked us, they said, hey, you know what? I've got a property, and then my neighbor of the property where I rent, where I, rent, I have a tenant there, and he, they went ahead and they put up a, a brick wall 
like a block wall like fence? a block wall yeah okay. because because the fence was failing and then now the landlord it looks like we're, we're getting the question from the landlord he says hey but i didn't approve this but now they're sending me the bill and they're like look you got to pay for half and in the block walls uh, they're more pricey than the wood fence walls they certainly are and um, it's it's ended up being like four or five grand for whoa. his half and he's and he's saying look i wasn't really prepared to pay this right. do i have to pay half i mean what what's well, the you rules know, here i'm i'm not i'm not an attorney so i can't give him legal advice but here's the way i look at that historically if you are going to uh repair or replace your shared fences for which there is Um, you know, for which both people have a responsibility to take care of them. Historically, you're going to ask your neighbor, okay, um, here's what I want to do. Are you willing to share in that cost? And if the owner, you know, your neighbor says, yes, I'm willing to share in that cost, great. You get an estimate. The owner approves the estimate and says, perfect, here's my part, my three, four, five, 6,000, whatever it is. If, however, you choose to put up a block wall fence because your fence, wooden fence failed, and you do not have the approval of your neighbor to an agreement to share in that cost, then I'm pretty sure you just put that fence up and paid for it all by yourself um, because mm. you you can't make an improvement and then expect someone to pay for it if they didn't agree to pay for it yes and i'm thinking there, there could be those cases just hey this person's on like a limited income right and that would really put them out if if you know you went for you know a, a big fence because absolutely and, and and the reality is is with shared fences where one side what we'll call the good side faces you and it's mm-hmm. every other alternating side mm-hmm. you are historically responsible for repairing or replacing the side that faces you where the huh. good side faces you right i didn't know that yes that's okay. that's why they're good neighbor or shared fences right okay okay so if you think about it that way if i am the person who wants to put up the block wall fence that really means i'm only required to put up if i want to fix my side of the fence the good sides that face me but then there's those alternating sections that don't if i choose to go ahead and put that block wall fence up again that's not on my neighbor unless they agreed to pay for it wow wow and i'm just thinking too like i feel like a lot of times tenants will kind of be like yeah i'm sure they did i'm sure my landlord would, would be down to you know pay for this thing i mean well would that i'm count? sure the tenant would like the landlord <laughs> to be down for paying for that sort of thing and maybe this is a case where the tenant did say something to the neighbor oh yeah i'm sure that my um landlord would would pay for this but Unless that tenant is ready to pay for it, um, I, you can't obligate someone else to pay for something. Okay, now let me ask you this: say, say, someone put in the fence, mm-hmm. but then they didn't get you know an okay from the other side of the fence. So now they're stuck with it. The, they're like, "Wow, I ended up paying six grand for this fence." Mm-hmm. Is there legal recourse? Can can the person be taken to court? Say, I mean, I know we're not lawyers, but yeah, I think that I think that the person who put up the fence would have a very hard time in a court of law 
forcing someone who didn't agree to put it up or to mm. pay for half of it mm. to pay for it. Okay. I just that that's not a tenet of our jurisprudence system. Mm. Um, you know, if that were the case, gosh, what could I do and force you to pay for? That's right? a good point. That's a really <laughs> good point too. Because like I put in this uh, gold fence with laced with diamonds and stuff, mm-hmm. and you're gonna have to pay for half, right? Because uh, I just thought it was pretty. <laughs> right? uh-huh. That is a great point too. Because um, I've had the experience too at a at a property where you know the neighbor said, "Hey, look, it's falling apart," and I looked, and I'm like. Yeah, it's falling apart. Yeah, let's go ahead and get. And and they were nice enough. I was like, look, if you can give me three estimates, right? I'd love it. And then right. and then let's work together. And let's let's you know because we know having a good relationship with neighbors. It's very important. Very nice. Yeah, because you know, it doesn't matter oof. if it's an investment property and you have a tenant there, mm-hmm. or if it is your own um, home. Um, it's still important to have a good relationship with your neighbors. Yeah. Um, and I think it's. It's critical. Um, now, I know some people think about, but wait, if the tree, right, because you may not have known this either, but mm-hmm. if you have a tree on your property and the limbs, the branches, go over the fence, huh. right, onto yeah. your neighbor's property, um, your neighbor can actually trim those, those branches, because oh. they're now impeding on his property. Okay? Oh, okay. So you can trim them up to the fence line, I'm thinking. Right. Huh? Okay. Right. okay. So you could have this big, beautiful tree that's branching out on both sides of that fence. And the neighbor, uh, who's not the owner of that tree, could say, yeah, it's really, it's it's getting a lot of shade on my pool, for example. Mm. And I like to enjoy the sun. And so they can just go right in at the fence line and go straight up. Okay. And now you've got kind of a lopsided looking tree, but there's nothing <laughs> you can do about it. Yeah. Oh, what a, now what about this then? Uh-huh. If it's a fruit tree. Right. Are you entitled to the fruit on your side? You are. Oh, okay. 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 It's hanging over onto your property. Okay, right? that's that's good to know too. Because yeah, because those are things. Main we need to do an episode on maintaining a good relationship with your neighbor. Hey, that is a great, <laughs> a great topic uh, for us to do. Yes, and if you've got good neighbors, that's awesome. That's a yeah. great thing too. Because you know, beyond these things, it's like, hey, just having a nice neighbor that you can borrow sugar from. Absolutely, those are those are cool or an things egg, too. Because you know, God forbid um, that you have to run to the store to to get. Some small little amount when you're in the middle of baking. Yes, right? yes, that's true. That is very nice, and too. And that so. does still happen. Even though we've gotten to be a big city, um, you know, there's still an awful lot of uh, community and camaraderie here. That's cool. It's great to see, and it's great to hear. And, yes, I've been to my neighbors to borrow some milk. Right. <laughs> I, I have been. It is true. I'm making cookies, and I don't have enough milk. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, so. Well, thank you. Thank you. And I hope that answered their question. I hope so, too. Thank you. Um, and hey, if anybody's got any other questions, please feel free to email us, DM us, call the station. Okay? Remember, if there are details of today's topic that you'd like to revisit, or you know someone who would enjoy this information and couldn't tune in this hour, we've got three ways you can access this show. You can catch our Encore presentation each Sunday morning at 8 a.m. here on KNZR, just before Sean Hannity. Or you can hear this and previous shows wherever you get your podcasts by searching the Kern County Real Estate Review. 
or you can access us on our website at themccartygroup.com and you can listen to your heart's content. This is Lori McCarty with the McCarty Group of Coldwell Banker Preferred Realtors and your host of the Kern County Real Estate Review, wishing you and yours a blessed day and a fantastic week ahead. You're listening to 1560 AM, 97.7 FM, KNZR, and streaming live on KNZR.com. We'll be back next week. The times we're living in are unparalleled, and it's affected all of us. It's made us feel uneasy and alone. Americans who need to sell their home or have to move and buy a new home are experiencing tremendous stress right now. And I know it's scary and overwhelming, but there is a solution. I'm fortunate to work with some of the top agents in America, agents who are going to tell you the truth, who will give you the best advice that's right for you. Right now, you need to work with an agent that can bring solutions for you. You have the help of somebody that can help you really make an informed decision. Lori McCarty with the McCarty Group at Caldwell Banker. You may want to take a cash offer, or maybe it's time to upgrade your home and get it ready to sell in the summer. Maybe you should just hold tight and refinance. You do have options, and you deserve to work with a great agent who does business with the highest integrity. Call Lori McCarty at 665-SOLD or online at themccartygroup.com. That's themccartygroup.com. Hi, Lori McCarty reminding you to mark your calendars for the first Saturday of each month for our open house, open mic edition of the Kern County Real Estate Review. Tune in at 11 a.m. sharp to get your exclusive backstage pass to our newest open houses hitting the market for the first time that weekend. We'll provide behind-the-scenes tips and chat with my team on location as they bring you Kern County's newest homes. We'll also take your calls and answer your questions, all while sharing the latest in real estate news with local industry experts. So don't forget, be sure to tune in the first Saturday of every month for our open house open mic edition here on KNZR. Hi, Dennis Prager here for Lori McCarty, host of the Kern County Real Estate Review. If you've got questions about real estate, she's got answers. Tune in every Sunday at 8 a.m. right here on KNZR 1560 AM 97.7 FM. Now that's smart.
Cause I'm gonna make this place yours